Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Aaron. This is the Most Yoga Podcast Show. Da 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 da. What is everybody up to nowadays? Have you all lost your mind yet? Hmm. What have you been doing to keep yourselves entertained during this strange, strange time? Hmm? Uh, today's episode of the podcast is proudly brought to you by BC Flow State. Uh, the B and the C in BC Flow State stands for Bronson Chan, Movement Coach Extraordinaire. Rediscover the way you move, feel, and perform through the use of natural and authentic movements that can help you build strength, regain your mobility, and just reconnect yourself with your physical body. Hmm. Um, Bronson, which everybody I'm sure knows who is that person by now, he's got a couple of uh, movement animal flow and and other movement based classes coming up so uh, just head on to over to his instagram at bc flow state that's um b and c and f o l o w s t a t e um to find out more about the the dates and all that kind of stuff you can drop him a message if you want to ask him more questions he's always available link in the description below mm. So today's, today I speak with a really good friend of mine, Liz, who I have met through, who I met through yoga a long, not that long, I mean, a long, long ago, like maybe three years ago, I think, I don't know, um, and we became good friends ever since, so she's a lovely human being with a lovely laugh, you get to hear for yourself later on when you listen to our conversation, and we talk about how she found yoga how it's helped her to re-establish that connection that she lost with her body long ago. Um, the, we also talk about the importance of finding a healthy work-life balance and what it's like to, you know, what it would be like if you just took the, the time to, to take a break and to just dedicate some of that time for yourself to heal. Mm. So this this podcast this was recorded like maybe two two and a half months ago to maybe like January mid ish January before my trip before her trip as well she's moved to Australia so she's there now and uh, yeah I mean like this was all before the whole coronavirus shit so I guess I need to start like turning them out a little bit quicker otherwise they get too too irrelevant if it's too long ago anyway i'm glad that this i mean I'm, I'm glad to be able to publish it now so so without further ado i present the lovely elizabeth hoon enjoy <laughs> hello liz hi <laughs> i have the if you can see you're comfortable you can look okay. yeah i'm fine one of the few, one of the first few people that I wanted to talk to before I started this podcast was you, for many reasons. Because every time when we after yoga, when we go to um, what's that place, Monument, Monument. have our avo- avocado toast and coffee, and we always have a lot of interesting conversations. And this is going to be one of those interesting conversations. I think you mentioned this is so like you you happen to bring up that you are the only one on my party that isn't a like teaching yoga like a yoga teacher per se Mm -hmm. but you have done two tts already so you are well (laughs) well in in versed in what what 
this all this is. And also, you're going through a uh, quite a unique change in your life now, but we'll talk mm. about it later. So I think to start the ball rolling. What was that first question? <laughs> oh yeah, you were sharing about your yoga journey in particular, your connection with the body, mm. right? So you met a friend yesterday, and she asked you a very special question or a very common question but mm. it's still special and I'll ask I'll use that question to ask you again okay so what does yoga what's your what was it what was, yoga? What was my journey yeah what was your journey of yoga okay mm. Mm. take it away Liz <laughs> this is so this is so strange yeah. like to have this <laughs> to have this set up instead of like just sitting on a couch with our coffees <laughs> um, yeah I've been doing yoga for oh I think I feel like it's like six or seven years on and off. That's a lot. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's a long time, man. Yeah, it's a long time. I um, I got taken to my first yoga class by a good friend of mine uh, in Australia called Daniel. And this was a very interesting time in my life because when I was like 24 or 25, I was really havoc. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I slept for a good like three years of my life. Like, I was really avid, like, salsa dancer. Uh-huh. And salsa dancing starts at, like, 10pm at night. It okay, ends at yes. 2 in the morning. And then you're completely jacked, so you can't sleep. And then you stay up till 4, and then you wake up at 7 to go to work. And I feel like I did that for, like, 2 or 3 years. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty intense in my life before I started yoga. And then um, I went through, like, a really bad breakup. Like, I feel like this breakup was quite pivotal to mm. help me realign. And I just couldn't sleep. Like, for three months, I was really anxious. And I would, like, lie in bed and stay up at the ceiling. Um, and I was just desperate. I was desperate for anything that could work. I tried. Like, I went out and bought a new blanket. I went out and bought, um, like, sleeping tea. Like, anything that anybody recommended, I tried. And then my friend Dan said to me, um, give this yoga class a try. And I literally, I had never done yoga in my life at that point. And um, I was like, okay, you know what? At this point, I'm so desperate. I will try anything. And I, yeah, I went to the class with him. And for the first time in three months, I slept like a baby. What class was this? It was like, um, I went to Power Living in Australia, in Melbourne. And it was like a yin class. It was like Mm. 7 p.m. at night. You know, um, it was, yeah, I, I don't fully remember the class. It's quite surreal. Um, there was a lot of stretching and lying down and breathing and I could barely drive home that night. So the first class that you went to was yin? It was a yin class, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What were your first thoughts? Do you remember? Do you remember? Like, what had, were your, set, had, like, your experience? I had no idea what to expect. What to expect. So I go there like, huh? Lie yeah, down. yeah, I had What's no this? idea what to expect. I hadn't seen like the vinyasa or any. I hadn't seen mm. anything. You know, I, I had a rough idea as to what yoga was and mm. it probably looked more like a yin class than... What we're doing now. Then what we're doing now, yeah, yeah. And like the reason why I went was because he promised me I'd sleep after that. Mm. Yeah, so I don't remember a lot. I don't remember who was teaching that class, um, but I just remember like I was so tired after that class, like in a really good way. Mm. I could barely even drive home. Like the yoga studio was like seven minutes from my house, and I barely made it into the into my car and into my bed. And I slept for the first time in three months. And I was like, you know, I don't know what happened <laughs> in this class, but I'm going back. Mm. Yeah. And because I had no knowledge as to what kind of class to go to, I literally just signed up to the same studio that I went to and I just went for every class. 
So I think my first class was a yin, but my second class might have been like a 90-minute hot power yeah. vinyasa. <laughs> of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, it was good. Like, I think um, for three months, in, in this really sad way, I had been a mix of like, crying on my couch and not going out and drinking a lot of wine and um, this transition into yoga was actually really good for me because I didn't have any knowledge as to what it would do but it got a lot of things straight hmm. like so yeah, yeah like I um I stopped drinking as much because I wanted to wake up for the 6am class oh there we go yeah, yeah the benefits yeah. that come the from that come. having the practice like the daily the, not daily like a mm. consistent practice yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah well like in Australia right work starts at like 8.15am so you have to be at your desk like latest by 8.30 generally by 8.30 means you're late already which meant that I had to get to the 6am class if I was going to go to any class at all. Which meant sleeping at Which like meant 10, Which meant sleeping 9, t- at 10. Yeah. yeah, so like naturally that transition adjusted my lifestyle. Mm. And it was, it all went back to that first time where I was like, this feels so good. Like I just, I'm just going to go back regardless. Mm. Yeah, and then, I don't know, like a lot of things changed for me after I incorporated this practice. And I went from like never doing yoga to doing yoga like seven days a week for like one year straight. I was completely hooked. And this studio that I went to was was actually really good for the time of my life, I think. Because they have this thing where they, um, the teachers talk to you in an instructional way, but also in a philosophical way. Mm. Yeah, so I remember being in a class once and there was this, he instructed us to get to crow pose, right? And then he throws this little thing in there. He was like, where, uh, where what you focus on is where you will go. Mm. And I think he meant two things when he said that. One is like, don't look at the floor because you're going to face plan. Mm. And the second thing, was, well, it was uh, metaphorical as well. And I had so many moments in class um, like that. of contemplation. Yeah, yeah, where they would say something and it would be so true to what I was going through wow, wow, that I wow. couldn't help but feel emotional. Like mm. I did a lot of crying in those classes and yeah. it was okay because it was a hot class and so I was sweating so nobody could see that I was crying. But I had, I had a lot of emotional release in that first wow. year of doing yoga. Yeah. And I didn't understand what was happening. I just knew I felt good after. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited because the, I can relate to that. Yeah. And I'm sure people relate to it as well. Like, yeah, there are many times when I, I cry during class, during or like at the end of it, where there is that release. That, that the, the best way to describe it is the release uh, mm. emotionally or whatever. And I wouldn't understand. Like, I think like, you summed it up pretty well. Like, it's just, you go there and just release certain emotions and you feel good after class. Sometimes it's it's a matter of sweating it out and moving yeah. your body. Sometimes it's just like, like a, a quote like that where he you can resonate with it and then it ties back to certain things that you're like, yeah, maybe I should just look forward instead of looking mm. to the side or looking down. And that comes from in that pose, you know? It's strange, mm. but it's it's nice. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. It was actually super powerful. I'm really glad I started at that particular studio. Because like having gone to a lot of different studios now, they all have a different way of approaching how they teach the practice. And I, with this practice, I could see directly how it related to my life. You know, I think they used to always say like how you do one thing is how you do everything, mm. right? And I kind of noticed like sometimes if like a pose was given and it was too hard, I would just give up. Mm. And the teacher would challenge, would challenge us at that point to to notice the way that we're approaching this particular posture. Oh. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. So then I felt like I was learning things about myself yeah, yeah, yeah. as I went. It was it was really really so, good. Like it was <laughs> oh, oh, so so it's like it's like learning by it's like by not doing there was a lesson in something. Yes. yes. There was a lesson in not doing so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you saw yeah. how you reacted to things and like you just sort of yeah maybe you gave up too easily or yeah. you didn't even try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So the lesson wasn't so much like you have to try, you have to do it. Everybody's doing it. Just like, do see it. What you know, doing, it right? was like just notice how you approach this pose. You know, like, the person next to you is, like, maybe bending over backwards trying Mm. to get into that pose. And for me, I look at it, I'm like, it's it's too hard. Mm. I'm not going to try, you know. So we're reacting in completely different ways. The lesson Uh, we take is completely different. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was totally sold. I was like, this is so cool. This is the coolest thing I've ever done. Yeah, yeah. That takes a lot of... that, That... this kind of like spiritual wisdom, which I like in a class and mm. like I try and implement it also, but it's hard because this kind of thing, you need to go through it to understand it. You have to have that own awareness to feel it. They're like, hey, yeah, I've, I noticed this by doing this pose and I question mm. myself and now I want to see if other people can relate to that. And then you share that in your class, let's say if you're teaching. Yeah, yeah. So that's a lot of like awareness, I feel. yeah. You have to be in a position, I think, as well, to want to accept that kind of That's help true. from the universe. You know, I, I had found yoga at such a desperate time in my life that I was, like, I was just really sick of my own bullshit. Mm. And I think, like, that is a real catalyst for change. Mm. Like, I had noticed that I was, like, dating the same kind of men and ended up in the same kind of heartbreak. And I was just wondering, I was like, the only common denominator is me, so... I must be doing something that is attracting all this into my life. That's true. Right? What you put out is what you receive. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Or what I don't say no to is what I keep getting. Ah, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, the choices, yeah, yeah. Like, the choices, the choices that, that you make, like, mm. or the choices that you don't make, because if you don't make the right choice, the universe will make that choice for you through yes. circumstances. Huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Going back to that connection with your body. Yeah. Um... Or, or yes. lack of connection, I guess. Yeah, so I think like one of the... When, when my girlfriend asked me this question yesterday, one of the biggest things that I guess I realized was prior to me starting yoga, I had no... I didn't have a good or any relationship with my body. I really, like... I was at that kind of age where you can drink like three bottles of wine and then you wake up, you're not even puffy in the face, you're not hungover. Your body just keeps repairing even though you keep messing with it. You know, so I never, I was never really in that position where I had to think about looking after it because it looked after itself, right? And um, going to yoga was very interesting because I, I had done a lot of dancing, but dancing is very different because there's a lot of loud music. You do it in like a clubby setting. Mm. It's not very mindful in that way. It's a lot of fun. And with that brings confidence and spontaneity and, you know, all the other stuff. But yoga is different. I remember, like, getting into a forward for one day in class and, like, feeling my hamstrings for the first time. Like, genuinely feeling it. You know, and then I started to... I don't know. I think I cried a little bit at that moment when I felt it. And I couldn't really explain what that was. But suddenly, this vehicle that had been, like, getting me from point A to point B and allowing me to do whatever I wanted to do, I suddenly felt it for the first time. And, um... That was very powerful for me in a way that I, I don't think I can properly explain. Um, and I after that, I made a decision, or it just kind of happened naturally. Uh, I decided that I was going to look after this thing that I suddenly had feelings for, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, um, I started to want to eat better. And not because 
the studio was telling me I had to do it as part of a 30-day cleanse or any of that sort of stuff. But suddenly, because I had a relationship with this with with myself, I was like, then I shouldn't I should probably look after it. You know, it does all these things for me. And yeah, so it was it was, it was kind of a strange, surreal moment. Because I've always had my body, right? But I've never truly had a connection with it until I started moving and feeling into it. Yeah. But that makes sense. Like yeah. sometimes like we take our bodies for granted and we mm. we know that we are we are like our bodies are us. Yeah. But then sometimes it takes a little uh, a prick or a or like like you know someone just goes <laughs> and fix your arm they're like yeah, hey, yeah, yeah there's pain in my arm there's something here. So then this exists like you yeah. fall, fall forward and you feel that stretch like, hmm, yeah. this is part of me how come I like, don't never really realized yeah, I never realized it but yeah, it's there yeah. but it's also not like you never yeah. knew and then yeah. like once you are aware of that like a like a, a reconnection with an old friend like once you realize that the friend is there then you want to start to be involved mm. in that person's life or whatever yeah. same thing in reference to your body like, yeah. where okay this is the thing that I have mm. I gotta stop like yeah. fucking around like I gotta stop smoking yeah. 10 packs a day I gotta stop drinking 20 bottles a night yeah. you know <laughs> And you yeah, want to take care of it because it's part of you, uh, and you want to mm. you want to now try and take care of yourself. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Just yeah. from one forward fold. Well, many forward folds, mm. but like I just remember that there was this one moment yeah. where like I where like a lot of I felt a lot in my body all of a sudden. Yeah. I um. The other thing, right? That it was that was really good for me was that I was a, I was an all over the place kind of young person. I want to do everything. I had massive FOMO. Um, every play that came, every musical that came, every talk that came, every book that came out, like I wanted to be on that. And um, I think it, it it probably made me quite an anxious person. It made me a very excited person as well. Like people liked being around me because I was always doing no something doubt. interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think I could never really truly focus. I had a big problem focusing because my attention was like everywhere mm. all the time. Right. And one of the things that was very difficult um, in that breakup as well was being alone in the house again. Mm. Like, I literally, I could hear the ringing in the air. And I mm. never forgot that. I would sit on my couch and I wouldn't know what to do with myself because I didn't know how to be alone. Mm. Yeah. How did the practice help? Mm. So, I, the breathing was really, really, really helpful. Um, mm. I think, actually, right, I don't think I realized this was happening at the start because I didn't. I didn't have any knowledge of yoga. I was literally going in and trying it out and seeing what I saw. Like, I didn't do all the reading that I'm doing now. I just kind of went as an experiential practitioner. Mm. Um, and what I loved about the practice, aside from sweating a lot and feeling just really good after good, the sweat, yeah. right, was actually that in the moment when I'm trying to balance or I'm trying to hold a posture, my mind goes blank. Like, I don't mm, think about anything mm, else. Mm. And that's like the first... I think that was like the only time in very early stages where I could focus on something. Flow state. Uh, yeah. Like I was just, I didn't even know what flow state moment, was at that yeah. point. Like I just, I just felt like, oh my goodness, all the voices in my head are shutting down. And then like one hour goes by. When, yeah, yeah. And one and a half hours, like classes in Australia, are 90 minutes, an average class. And it would just go like this, you know, and sometimes mm. I would do two classes, but it was three hours in a row because what I was craving was that quiet in my head. And I didn't know that I was getting this, through just trying to focus on one mm. one thing or one posture, or mm. trying to balance, right? 
And now, like, I easily assimilate. And I easily see that. Like, I, when I have a day when I'm very all over the place, I cannot balance in three posts. Right. Like, it, it shows up on my mat, you know? And, and sometimes working with that then brings clarity into the hours after a class. So I've, I've really, like, I start, I've started to understand the relationship that happens both ways mm. with a practice like this. Do you yeah. feel like you're able to go in, go back into that space of um, of stillness mm. now that you've you're an advanced practitioner, and like say you know when you are facing something that you requires you to, to focus or whatever, mm. is does it is it easier for you to go back into that quiet space? Yeah, it's much more accessible now, mm. especially now that I have some knowledge behind. Um, what some of the postures do, what some of the breathing does, you know, like I have, I'm, I'm with that kind of knowledge, but also the practice itself. Mm. Like if I have a big day, a big presentation or something that I need to focus on, I definitely hit a yoga class in the morning. Oh, that's true, yeah. I have yeah, to, yeah, I have yeah, to, yeah, because yeah. I actually feel cloudy in the head if wanna, I don't. Yeah. yeah, like the movement is so important. Even when I don't get to a class, I do like 15, 20 minutes on the mat. It's a good I, way to start the day. It's la. an amazing yeah. way to start the day. Yeah. It's funny, right? People always... Like at the start of the year, now at the start of the year, and they're always like, "Oh, my resolution for this year is I want to start going to the gym mm. or I want to do yoga, whatever it is, right? Some something physical." And I think what we need to tell people, right, is that it will suck for the first like two to three weeks. Mm. You know, like, like you, anything, la, like anything. Yeah, yeah, it, it will. Like the waking up at a time you're not normally used to waking up, the the aching that you feel when your body's not used to doing this kind mm. of work. But what you don't normally hear is a story about how, like, once you do it for a while and it becomes a habit, you feel so good. It's something that you actually cannot remove from your life. Right. Yeah. When I go on holiday, I would like to not wake up and go to yoga, but I cannot because I just feel, I know I feel better after I do it. I know I'm calmer. I know, I know I'm just, I I actually know I'm a better person once I've moved. And I, I don't want to necessarily say yoga. Yoga is definitely one of my practices, right? But. Like, I think we have all this energy inside of us, this pent-up energy, and we need to move it so it doesn't stagnate. And that movement, whether it's dance or whether it's yoga or whether it's just, like, freaking just doing cat cows in the the room, right? It makes a huge difference. Like, I can... It makes a difference between me being a grumpy person in the morning and me being a super positive person. I mean, like, yeah, I I believe in that energy being stored. And sometimes that energy is like negative energy or Mm. or it's even if it's positive energy or rather like high energy you still need a way to release it or you just go like you know you can't sit still and movement or exercise is what helps put out that energy in a in a safe Mm. controlled space uh, right otherwise you end up like shouting at your loved one or something like that you know what I mean (laughs) actually Nick always says to me when I'm having a really bad day he's like can you please go to yoga (laughs) class you do get some time and mm. headspace when you go for class yeah and like i always feel I've, yeah i always feel good after class even. yeah yeah i don't know if you feel this way but for me right like as i've as i've practiced more over the years it's become a place that i can see myself what do you mean so it's a bit like a mirror you know, like I, um, the way that my practice unfolds on the mat, um, or the way that I approach a practice, or the way that I am doing a practice, very often teaches me about my current state of mind. Huh. Yeah, it's a very dual. Like that's very. That's a very interesting like yeah. self reflection. Yeah. On. So that's why I actually really like it. Also, I mean, I get a lot from it. Um, oh, how do I say this? 
it's a it's a I, f- I feel like everybody needs something in their life that reflects mm. them back to them okay and mm. my f- close friends are right. people who do that for me but my practice is also something that does it for me and it's a right. bit more personal right. yeah I notice when I get really frustrated mm. I notice when I'm short-tempered I notice when I'm very anxious and I I do a lot of that noticing when I'm on the mat mm. and I'm put in positions that are you know maybe a little bit uncomfortable or maybe a little bit beyond what I'm capable of or sometimes completely within my means but every every opportunity on the mat is an opportunity to get to learn a little bit about yourself and so therefore I actually really look forward to it as well not just because it physically makes me feel incredible but just because I feel like every time I get off I learn something about myself I like how see like like I like how you're able to break down certain things that like on a on a different level or like a level deeper where like mm. certain things something like that where like sometimes maybe if you're not thinking too much about it like oh I go for class yeah. I feel good that's all I need to know right I don't need to think any deeper yeah. and that's fine yeah. but then you are able to like reflect a little bit more and to um, sort of identify like mm, like what you just said about how like you you there's a like you see yourself a little bit more about yourself through the, the, the practice mm. and you carry that with you in some way mm. it's quite nice to be able to hear that sometimes when you have these little moments of reflections and you share that with me and then I'm able to like mm, yeah I, mm-hmm. I feel that way too I didn't know I felt that way but I felt it and now you've put sort of put into words how I felt and I can understand that better yeah mm, I have a lot yeah. of moments with, with you about these about yeah, like this kind of thing yeah we have a lot of moments like this yeah, yeah. that's why I'm like mm. <laughs> Oh, so interesting. Yeah. yeah I, think, I mean, because you read a lot of so you read a lot and it's a lot of yoga texts, you know, mm. like yoga texts, the philosophy and the practicality and so. Yeah. And I guess, oh, okay. What does yoga mean to you? Mm. Mm. I feel that it's a kind like, okay, so yeah. it's a sort of like a, a self-healing therapy mm. route and you have been You've always been quite themed towards this, yeah. where it's a lot about self care and and healing. Yeah. Healing is it seems to yeah. be your theme. Yeah. And whenever you go into or whether you apply anything that you do in life, and especially in yoga, you always find that part of that that aspect of it mm. in all these different things, and you're able to um, share or to identify it in your own way. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's actually very funny because, like, I don't know if... I've always been a little bit... Like, I, I love theatre, I love art, I love music, and I love reading into things because I don't think people just write things for the sake of writing them. There's a whole narrative and a story and mm. something to learn behind that, right? So I feel like I take this to no matter what I touch. Mm. <laughs> and maybe, arguably, it's it's too much. Like, sometimes I go to class with my husband and he's like, how did you see that in a class? I really did not see that in a class, you know, and... It's my own imagination taking its its turn. Uh, but this is just kind of the way I approach everything. Like I I feel like everything in your life has a way to teach you something about the life that you're living. Right? And and yoga has just been one of those like just really handy tools. You know, tool, like yeah. yeah, it's 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 one of it's one of the really handy tools that I am so blessed to have come across. Cause I mean, my life has changed a lot in the last, like, seven to eight years. If you met me seven or eight years mm. ago, uh, I don't know if we would be friends the way that we're friends now. 
Hmm. Yeah, I mean, we'd probably be fun friends. Hmm. Like, we do a lot of... We go drinking together and, like, I might drag you to a whole bunch of stuff. Um, but I don't think that I was as in touch with the life that I wanted for myself. I was a bit all over the place. I was trying to figure out. I think, I guess everybody at that yeah. age, at that time, are yeah. still trying to figure out whatever they're trying to do. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. What would life have been like for you had you not had yoga? Have you ever thought about that? Yeah, I have. I have. Um, I, well, this is very hard to answer because I, I feel like it's done so much for me. To think about like, like oh, it's where would you have been? You know, what what kind of would you have still come out of whatever you were dealing with? I don't. Or would you have found another outlet? Some maybe if if it wasn't yoga, it was yeah. dancing or singing or whatever badminton, whatever other mm. thing. You know, you think you would you would have still been the same person? Uh, it's hard to say. I I would That's say true. that a lot of things came together in me being able to get out of the situation I was in. Like, yoga was definitely one of the things. But I had, like, really amazing older friends in Australia. Mm. And I know my sister used to say to me, like, where do your friends come from? How are they even related to each other, you know? And I just, I, I really love people and I love connecting with people. And so when I was in that state, I had all sorts of people in my life with all sorts of points of views that they wanted to share with me. So I, in a way, I had the ability to learn from a lot of people, uh, which also helped. But I do think that um, yoga was a lot of the... F- they gave me a lot of the foundation to be able to take this a bit further. Mm. Because, like, when you're unable to focus and you're always anxious, you know, you're always running from the one thing to the next. Like, to really connect people, sometimes you have to slow down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I also realised that in my anxious state, I was making a lot of decisions from a place of lack as well like I was obviously like a little bit worried a lot worried all the time right that something wouldn't go the way I was going I needed to go whatever it is it's human uh. yeah yeah but like I, I just needed to calm down like something in my life needed to give me the ability to just calm down and look at what was happening and ask if that was what I really wanted you know and, and I, I felt like yoga gave me the room to do that mm. Yeah, and I didn't understand how it worked or any of that, but I knew that when I came out of a class, I was calmer, I ate better and I slept better, and because I ate better and slept better, I felt better and it helped me make better decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't know, have you ever tried to like, think of the last time that you slept very little one night and the next day you had to do something important? Mm. I find that I'm, I'm really bad when I don't sleep. No, it makes sense because yeah. like once you, like, it piles up mm. and then like, it gets harder and harder, you keep rushing yeah. and rushing, you are the more bad decisions bad decisions you end up making yeah. because you don't have the time or the yeah, capacity yeah, to exactly. make the right decisions. Yeah. And that can just spiral out of control. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think the other thing as well, right, is that one of the language that the studio that I went to used to use a lot was like limiting self-beliefs. They used to talk a lot in classes about your limiting self-beliefs and that a lot of the reasons why we do things are because we have a limiting self-belief. I'm not good limiting enough. Limiting self-belief. I'm not pretty enough. Mm. I'm not smart enough or whatever it is and a lot of the classes had us confronting mm. those things in particular and, and I learned in my practice in a class one day that I actually for somebody who was incredibly social and did all these social things I had really low self-esteem mm. yeah and one of the reasons why I kept putting up with a lot of bad behavior from like men or guys I used to date and I didn't say no was because some part of me believed that I deserved that behavior 
Ooh, this yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was like it's it's hard to, to to split it up now that you're looking at it seven years mm. down the track, right? Like was it yoga? Was it the self help books? Was it the friends? It's a combination of all those things coming together. Right. But I would I would say that like without the the state I was able to get to with yoga, it would have been very difficult for me to get the other things. Mm. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, everything sort of happened for... It It happened because it had to happen, mm. right? Like, you had to sort of go down this dark path to be yeah. able to f- come out of it and to, to, to be who you are now. La. Yeah, yeah. You needed that appropriate amount of damage to be able to yeah. see the, the need to heal. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You just have to be... You have to get to a point where, like, you're sick of your yeah, own excuses. Yeah, yeah. You're sick of blaming other people for things that happened to you. You know, and you just want to, you want to take ownership. You want to take responsibility. Yeah, you want to take responsibility for what's happening. And because, like, I always, I never forgot this. Um, I I was reading this book after I'd gone through my breakup and I'd spent like six months complaining about like how, how could this person do this to me? Mm. You know, I did everything right. He did everything wrong. Mm. You know, like how could he treat me in this way? And then I, I read something in a book one day that said that you really have to own your part of a relationship so mm. it doesn't really matter if um, it's his fault if la. it was his fault that finally caused a breakup or whatever it is but that no matter what everybody has a part to play mm. so if he treated me in this way and I didn't say that I wasn't okay with it then that was my part to play mm. it was me not putting my foot down and not saying no right but because I didn't feel confident in doing that like then that led to a whole bunch of just owning it uh, yeah right? yeah that, yeah um, Extreme ownership. Extreme ownership, yeah. yeah, of the part that you play in every part of your life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it makes sense. It gives. It makes you accountable. Mm. It makes you responsible. Yeah. And you don't play that blame game. Uh. Yeah, Who's yeah. fault? Who's fault? Is oh, not my fault. <laughs> so it's your fault. You fix it. It was easier for me. I mean, to be honest, it's right? Like when push, you, when you, yeah. yeah, when you look back at it, like my 25-year-old self didn't want it to be my fault. Mm. I wanted to be able to say, I did everything right and you did everything wrong and I've been wrong. Mm. But that doesn't really help you move forward because you're yeah. blaming somebody who doesn't give a shit. Right, like, you know? Exactly. <laughs> it's it's about moving forward. It's about yeah. progressing. It's about yeah. improving yourself. Like, and if you keep like blaming, oh, you know, you're, you're, yeah. I didn't, my teacher didn't teach me, mm. my, my, my parents didn't give exactly. me this opportunity. Like, no, yeah, it's, yeah. it's yeah, sure, your parents yeah. didn't do this, but it's your reaction and your yeah. your own tai chi. Like, you gotta, yeah, if you yeah. didn't get this, then, then try your best to find yeah. another way to get the thing that you want to do. Uh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on that note, right, like, we live in the age of the internet, right? We Anything no longer have an excuse to yeah. say that we don't know how to do something or we can't find information on something. I think, like, if, if there's anything that you want to learn, you you can learn. You can learn literally anything. Anything, online, yeah. yeah. So then it's just, like, are you so motivated the excuse? Yeah. Yeah, to go and learn about whatever it is mm. that you want to learn? Yeah. But then again, I guess it's not that simple. Uh, I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of, like... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm. Um, has Have you always had this um, theme in your life where yeah. you're always about... Um, taking control or not maybe taking control is the wrong way to use it but like more of like owning owning, yeah. owning your situation or yes. owning your your uh, like if, if you if you like you seem like a very someone who like just I want to do this and I can justify it in a certain way and and I want to like this makes sense to me so I will do it it's a very mm. powerful thing you know what I mean? You don't let your surroundings affect you in a certain way, you know? 
Is that the way you see me now? <laughs> well, well, now, currently, now, for sure. Like, you, you've, you've given it, like, say, okay, for context, yeah. you're going to be moving to... to, to back to Melbourne. Uh, Mel- yeah. Back to Melbourne, like, next week. <laughs> <laughs> next month, yeah, but yeah. Next month, next month is, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So then, like, that's a new life for you. That's mm-hmm. a new... That's a whole new adventure. And you've... You've always been the kind of person that I, I like. To me, I know that like you, Singapore's gonna take its toll on you. You know, yeah. what I mean? like you, you're gonna be bored. You're gonna be tied down or, or 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 trapped in this place. And you 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 are your best self when you have the space, mm. right? Yeah. And I when you when we first talked about you moving back to Canada with Nick, yeah. I was like, mm, I mm. think you will. I I feel like. He planted the seed already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and, and like, fast forward to like a couple of years later, like you're moving to Australia. Mm. Same thing. Yeah, it's yeah. A still uh, going to be a different life. It, I feel like if, it, if anything, it's going to be a better life because yeah. you have connections there. You, you used yeah. to study there. You used to, you know everybody there. Yeah. You know how to get from place A to place B. Nick's parents are there. It makes sense. Mm. So then, a lot of people, especially in, in Singapore or Asia, like that mentality of like, we got to, we got to, follow the path we yeah. gotta do the thing to yeah. go and then get the, the job to buy the thing and do that, <laughs> yeah. right yeah, yeah. To, like th- that route and that's a route that we follow yeah subconsciously naturally because that's like we know no other way mm. but you you're able to see things in a different way and mm. you're able to take action to to sort of like create that life that you want mm. Mm. yeah it's um yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, you know, since I was in Australia, right, I used to always surround myself with people who were very different from me. I was always very curious about the lives of other people. A lot of my friends were musicians, or they ran cafes, or they were graphic designers, or they were artists. I love I loved being around people like that, because having grown up in a place like Singapore, I often felt like there has to be more than this. You know, like, I watched a lot of, like, my friends' parents, on, and now my friends, like, work like crazy to to earn a lot of money to buy the big house to, like and I looked at a lot of those lives and, and if that's the life that makes you happy awesome you know and I was brought up in a position of privilege as well like I've always um, like my parents paid for me to go overseas to study I've always had a roof over my head and um, I was well looked after as a kid right but I always kind of felt uh, inside of me that this wasn't quite me that there was a bit more that was missing I think which probably explains my choice in friends I wanted to understand how people had the strength to make decisions to do something completely different with their life yeah and in Singapore it's hard right because we there are only so many industries that pay a certain amount of money Mm. in Singapore so Mm. I think when I when I went to uni I did political science and economics because Mm. I would probably come back and work in finance you yeah, know, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah, there's no room to express yeah, in that sort of yeah. way, especially here where you, we have no need for the political science or like the 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 anthropology student or the philosophy student, yeah, because we need the engineers and the marketing yeah. and the business people, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's not a lot of opportunities. Then, like, if you do want to make it, mm. you can't. You know, if you want the the house and the car and all yeah, that shit, you gotta. Yeah. This 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 the is route. the route to do Find it. The route, yeah. yeah, this is the route to do it. You know, and. Like, what are your, yeah, what are your thoughts about this? Because like, mm. as you meet different people from different walks of life who who stray from that path, yeah. you start to see that, hey, they are, more, they are content in their yeah. own way. They are successful in their own way. How come they took the wrong path but then they can still 
yeah. find that, reach that same destination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody has a different version of what happiness is for them, right? And I think, like, when I was in Australia, I was very lucky because I was kind of given the chance to experience what, somewhat of what balance feels like in life, you know? So Balance, yes. Yeah, so, like, I came out of school and, like, I started working. I was working there for, like, five or five or six years. Mm. And I, no, bar, like, a few nights here and there, most of the time, I would finish work at 5.30. I would be able to hit a yoga class, cook dinner, do something with my friends, and... Like, there was a night ahead of me, you know? Mm. And weekends were weekends. Um, and so, like, I, I experienced what it was like to kind of have the best of both worlds, to work in a job that furthers, I guess, your career, but also to have a life outside of that. Um, personally, for me, I've been in Singapore now for three years. I haven't been able to find that, you know? And um, it's it's been... It's either I'm working all the time and like crazy and have no t- capacity in that period of time to think of anything else, I'm um, so much so that like when I quit, I need to take like a six month break to like sleep <laughs> or or I'm not working very much at all. You know, I haven't been able to find a balance of like working a decent amount while still being able to spend time on things that are important to me. And um, yeah, it's been it's been a little bit difficult in that sense. Right. It's um, yeah, I, there are all these other things I love to do. I'm not my job. Um and I don't derive value from that. I never really have, you know, I think there were points in my life in Australia where my job was a means for me to have all the other things that I really, really loved. And it was a trade-off that I was happy to make and I was learning, right? Um, yeah, but for the longest time, I've always, I just felt like I just didn't really fit in here. Like, so, I, I mean, I have really great friends. Like, if, if I were to go back a few questions ago and you asked me what yoga is to me, right? Like, it's helped me build an amazing community of people. So, like, I've met you, right? There's, like, Jeremy and this, right? There are all these people that you meet at the studio that have now become really, really good friends where you kind of do things outside of yoga. And that has really been incredible. Um, but I, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> It happens when you oh, I, okay. Yeah. No, I said I feel like I don't fit in here. Hmm. Yeah, because uh, there are a lot of people who are willing to uh, just walk like crazy. And for them, that is everything. Like, you know, their friends come from work. Their partner comes from work. Their sense of self comes from work. And their identity comes their identity from work. You are the lawyer, the yeah, businessman, yeah. the marketing, the graphic yeah, designer. Yeah. yeah, and like I see, I feel like I see that more here than anywhere else. And so... When, when I have tried to take a different path, you, you're kind of battling all those stereotypes already. You know, how can you um, quit a job without having another job? How can you think about um, doing something completely different when you went to school for three years to do this one thing? Right? Like, it's the culture. La. It's yeah, like, yeah. Like, like people put value in there. Like, oh, hey, yeah, that, uh, John is a doctor. Mm. Tom is a, is, a, is a whatever, you know? Yeah. For some reason, they open with yes, that. Like, yes, it's yes. supposed to mean something. I agree, I agree. Yeah, so you get introduced to somebody and like, oh, hi, meet Mel. She's she's a lawyer, this, 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 and this form. No dissing lawyers and doctors, uh, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, okay. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. That, no, exactly. And then, and then what? Is and it what? supposed to be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, now this means that you are yeah. rich or valuable or of high yeah. status? Like, but if you, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's because people identify themselves as mm. their job. So then, like, pursuing yeah. that job gives them a better status, maybe? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but go back to your... I guess, I guess on my journey, what I was trying to get back was balance of some sort. I was mm. trying to be able to give to my marriage while giving to a career, while giving back to society, while doing things for myself, you know? Like, I just want a life where I can have a good balance of all these things. Yeah, and I, I found it difficult to do while being here. And some people, some people have great lives here. Like, don't get me wrong, like, this is my experience that I'm... That um that I'm speaking about right um but I just feel like even in quest- in questioning my journey over the last few years, it has been difficult to be here and do it. You know, I I've taken mm. like I like, you you know mm. this about me right, but I have taken time off in the last two years here and there, for like anything from a month to three four months at a time right, and in that time like I will practice yoga, I do a lot of reading and just kind of do my own thing, right? Mm. And there's a lot of questions. Like, you're sitting here trying to feel... Like, you're trying to... I was trying to understand what it was that I wanted for my life mm. while trying to feel everybody else's opinions wow. on my situation. <laughs> right, right. Because yeah, people yeah. were like, ah, you, no job, you're not yeah, working, yeah, right, you know, yeah. and you sort of have to justify it, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I'm taking a break or taking whatever. Break. People don't yeah, understand people that. Don't what do you understand. mean, break? Yeah. You, how already? Yeah, you need yeah. to go and faster, earn money. How and can blah, you not blah. know what you want to yeah. do, you know? And not overly helpful. unfortunately (laughs) unfortunately I think they come from a place of concern so like like, you know like you need to faster go and like like, because oh no like if you don't have a job if if you do this for another two years then what if you this was before I met but what if you like don't find a husband and Uh if you don't find a husband you cannot apply for HDB you can have your HTV, then, you know, how are you going to... Like, all these things, like, every little question in Singapore can be linked to a much right. larger question and down that, the road. And like, all this is, like, because, like, they prioritise this. Yeah. For them, the path, like, the, the end goal is, like, oh, no, you need to get the house, otherwise then you, you know, yeah. you need to get the marri- married and, have yeah, that. and yeah. then your kids, how... Yeah, like, yeah. what if I... Then, let's say you think it back. What if I don't want kids? What if yeah. I don't want to get married? What if I don't yeah. want to buy a house? Then what is your priority now, yeah, yeah. you know? yeah, yeah. Maybe the priority can be like, oh, I just want to live my life to experience, mm. or I want to continue a learning journey mm. to be to to just uh, read books and learn and take courses or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So then, like, in if that's your 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 goal, then like what you're doing now is working towards that goal. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? yeah, yeah. I think in Singapore, it's just that because we always have this only one destination, yes, yes, one yes. finish line, yeah. and everything. Outside of that, Finnish guy yeah. is like unorthodox already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then when you are stepping outside of uh, other mm-hmm. places in the world, you start to see like there are different goals for different people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the big lessons that I learned over the last few years, right, is that um, you can make the decisions that you want to make for your life, but you can't expect people to necessarily be happy it, yeah, for you yeah. or understand it. And I think when I was younger, I used to associate people um, not agreeing with me as me meaning I shouldn't go after this journey. You know, but now I don't feel that mm. way. Now I'm like, well, you're entitled to your opinion. I understand the care and concern, from, yeah. you know, where you're coming from, but this is my decision to make. Ultimately, that's what it is. Mm. You know, like our parents are not going to live our life for us. Our friends are not going to live our life for us. Like you're going to live your life for you. So, right. And if you live your life yeah. on the opinions of others, then you yeah. are, you know, and if you suffer, that's yeah. on you already. You know, it's yes. not on them. Yes, yes, yeah. And you know, the other thing as well is when I first, when I took my first career break, right? Like, um, just a little bit of background. Like, my mum was really, really sick with cancer. And I came back from Australia to be with her. And she had gone into palliative care. And my sisters and I were all taking turns, like, around the clock being a carer for her. And all this happened, I think, 
I came back in November, she passed away in May. It was six months of just a lot of intensity. And I went straight back to work. Like, I think she, we, her funeral was on the weekend, like on Saturday. And on Monday, I went, went straight back to work. So like, I had all this stuff I hadn't processed. And I was just kind of, I just went straight back to doing what I needed to do until the point that I couldn't do it anymore. So when I quit my job without a job, I just, I, I realized something at that point. I was like, hey, the job that I'm doing now is not the job that I see myself doing long term. I'm mentally, emotionally, and physically exhausted. Like, if I were to make a decision about what to do next, so in line with the whole don't quit your job without you have another job, I don't have capacity to do it. Like, I'm not in a good position now. I will be making this position, uh, this decision from a place of desperation or extreme stress or just to fulfill this whole don't quit your job without having another job. And I was like, I'm not ready to do that. I'm not ready to commit myself to another job. Because when you get into that job, then there's another there's another unspoken rule, which is don't quit your job too soon because you look like you have no staying power. <laughs> that, that makes no sense. I don't agree It makes no that, sense yeah. to me also. Yeah, yeah. And I knew these things intuitively didn't make sense to me. But then when you live in a world where you feel like this is the rule set, right. that it can be difficult to reconcile, right? Um, in the end, I was really glad that I did it anyway. I mean, there was no option for me at that point. I had to do it, mm-hmm. right? But in doing that, I also learned a lot of things. And that was, I think for me, like no one's going to call that break for you if you don't call. It's, it was something that I was waiting for somebody to give me permission to do. I wanted my boss to be like, yes, go, I see that you need a break, you know, to like validate me. Mm. I wanted people around me to go, oh, yes, Liz, I know we were really tired and it was really hard. But nobody was, even if nobody did that, it was something that I knew that I needed to take for myself. Yeah. And so I needed to validate my own decision to do it. I didn't need everybody else to say that it was okay. Mm. And also, as I've gotten on, I've worked different jobs. I also learned that like people go through stuff in their life, you know, and if you are overly rigid about the way that you look at it, then... um you lose the compassion and empathy and all the things that are associated with being human. And now I find that when I go for a job and people ask me about it, I, I honestly tell them what happened. Like, I'm not afraid to share that story to say that I was going through a really difficult time. Um, you know, I came back for this reason and I felt like in order for me to come back and be a valuable part of society in inverted commas, I needed to take some time for myself to reevaluate what was important to me to, to sleep, right? To process um, what happened with my mom, you know, um, and, and all that. And I explained, and people are so understanding all the time, but I, in, in my experience so far, people get it, you know? And so they, the, the world is changing a little bit. You know, I think as people in our generation come and become managers and like, I think our generation asks for balance or demand balance a lot more than before. Mm. Yeah, so as a result, they understand more. And I think your ability to do a job has very little to do with whether you've taken a six-month break or not. Arguably, like if if I were ever in a position to hire somebody, I would really question somebody who's never taken time off to travel. Don't, don't even talk about taking time off to deal with emotional stuff, right? But just if you've never taken time off at some point in your life to travel, like we're such, we live in such an integrated world. There's so many things to see. Like if you, if you don't go and see, if you're not curious about that, I'd be pretty suspect I feel pretty suspect <laughs> I mean it does yeah does, it, in a way it does tell you about someone yeah like, it what does. do you mean you don't like you don't don't you have a curiosity don't, don't you have that passion to to, to, to explore mm. that that courage to step yes. out of your comfort zone yeah, like, yeah. oh I never I, I never go overseas before like mm, mm, <laughs> okay like that tells you a lot about someone like yeah. whether his his or her lack of um curiosity, curiosity 
um, bravery mm. or just like ability to interact yes. you know because you learn a lot when you're traveling you do how to handle yourself learn yeah. about yourself learn how to 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 socialize mm. you know yeah so then like oh do i want someone who's like not willing to take risks or not mm. willing to 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 step out of the norm yeah. you know back then of course like oh you six months you never were wow slacks yeah you know <laughs> then then like oh, i don't think i want a slacker in my company but yes. that's a different way of thinking yes, yes, and yes. i can understand how back then where it was a simpler life just like mm. every day go work and, yeah, and yeah. feed your kids that's all you need mm. to do what but now it's different now there is value in travel there is value in taking yeah. time because the world around us is moving so fast yeah yeah the the conventional way of doing things is no longer yeah, there yeah, yeah. you can work from you can be a digital nomad working mm. from overseas mm. uh whatever you can fucking earn money from youtube you know like huh like what these, these jobs don't you yeah, don't yeah, have yeah. to show up to work and work and yes, come home yes. anymore you know yeah, yeah you can just press a button and mm. like do something on your phone on your or phone. stock market yeah. or whatever like, it's there's different ways of earning money so mm. then to think that you still have that mentality of wanting to like show up to work and like put in the hours and like mm. you know it's it's i wouldn't say it's foolish mm-hmm. but you got to start thinking out of the box already and yeah, like yeah. things like taking the time out off from work to ground yourself and to identify what you really want yeah. is maybe you might think of it as like i'm wasting six months but you're using that six months to find something that you like to do and staying in that thing yeah. let's say yeah, yeah. Because if you end up like, oh no, I'm just going to stay in this job mm. or whatever for security or for whatever reason, you end up suffering in that place yeah. and you don't have time to figure out what you really wanted to do. Mm. Then when you do find out like, oh, I can't stay here anymore, yeah. you, you're lost and you're 50 years old already. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? yeah. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, you know, the, the one, one of some of the things that travel really kind of gives to you, right? Is that you, if you're, if you live your life you see one way of doing things, right? When you tra- when you travel, you get to see how other people live, and That's true. they are they have perfectly happy lives without having to live exactly the way that you live. You know, there's an open mindedness associated mm. with travel when you notice that things don't always have to be the way that you do things. Mm. Things don't always have to be the way that you believe things. That there are other ways there that people ways can live. Are, in. Yeah, yeah, there's there's sometimes more complicated ways and sometimes simpler ways, but. I think like our world, we can't predict what our world's going to look like in the future, right? Like we are of the generation where we'll see like, I don't know, seven, ten careers in our lifetime because the jobs that we're in will come and go. Will like. come it's, and go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a different thing. And so I think it's important to like do things in your life that helps you become a more tangential thinker. You know, to think about situations in different ways, to be able to pull in different perspectives. Mm. And you can't do that if you don't expose yourself to things that are not the life that you live. Normally. Right. Yeah. So anyway, that was just um, yeah. <laughs> we it was a good travel. point. Yeah. It was a good point to add on and mm. and like I guess that like if we look at us now, mm. where say like say for you, you are you've 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 the the jobs that you've done over the past few years that yeah. that I know of are very different, but yeah. also the same because it requires a certain skill that yeah. you have, which is like yeah. the interpersonal skill. Mm. And now that you're on this journey of wanting to study, yeah. um. Um, psychology, psychology and, and yeah. go down this path of um, health mental mm. health let's say because you come from a, you come from a space where you and you knew you were, be, you were able to relate to certain yeah. things when you were younger and then as you get older you're more empowered now through mm. the books that you read through the experiences that you experience mm. and through, through say yoga yeah. and now you want to and the best way to to um, 
put give back is to literally like give back yeah, so you want to yeah. like you're, yeah. you're on this path where you want to study mm-hmm. and you want to help find a career in that mm. in that that way of healing yeah that's unconventional in mm-hmm. a certain way yeah um you didn't study this when you were school in school <laughs> last time you did you know yeah, yeah and then for me like yeah i, I studied like comms and then mm. i'm fucking teaching <laughs> yoga don't make sense but yeah and yeah, then yeah. again all yoga teachers come from a place where they studied like mm-hmm. business or fucking engineering yeah, and then they come out and teach yoga so like what does that mean you know yeah mm. Yeah, it's just all very different. Yeah. It's all very unconventional, but it's yeah. still uh uh it's still a life. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And one day if like teaching yoga doesn't fit me anymore, then I'll change. Mm. Like how all things when they come yes. to a to a close, yeah. you have to move on. Yeah, I'm gonna move on, yeah. Mm. yeah different yeah. stages of your life, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it's actually like if we weren't so if we didn't get so down on people who made different choices the world would be a much more amazing place. Because, like, in truth, right, we're all multifaceted individuals. Why do we need to be pigeonholed into doing one thing, right? I mean, it's easier for people to understand us if they can compartmentalize and say, oh, you're a lawyer, like, you're like this, you're a doctor, you're like this, you're a yoga teacher, you must be like this. That's not true. Like, I mean... society, it's society's um, construct, like, uh, mm. not construct, like, uh, we've we've conditioned ourselves to 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 be in a certain way like yeah. this and to see the world in a certain way yeah, right yeah. the 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 round hole goes into the round yeah. thing the square one goes into the square yeah, and that's yeah. how society can function because yeah, yeah. you kind of have like yeah. like anarchy right yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah. but there is a balance now because mm. now everybody is different and, yeah. and we are trying to find our own place in this world yes yes um, yeah yeah i mean it's pretty cool like like as I, I can't remember whether you, I feel like you might have explored this in your podcast before just people who choose a second career right a lot of people choose yoga as a second career mm. and hearing their stories I feel like we get more stories like this about people changing their minds you know you make your decisions about what to do for the rest of your life in inverted commas at 17 or 18 when you know nothing about the world you know so I, I feel like we shouldn't be so hard on people who change their minds down the track because mm. now they're in a more informed place. They have had some life experience. When you choose again, you choose better because you have more information now. You sort of know arguably. what you want. You've done a yeah. few things. Or you've you, narrowed things yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I think it's a good thing. I mean, my desire to go down the mental health path, like I've been thinking about it for a little while, I guess. But what, what kind of threw me into this whole, for lack of a better explanation, midlife crisis was actually my mom passing away. So, like, she was quite young. She was 59 when she passed away. And I spent, like, a good chunk of that time of my younger years away from her because I was in Australia. I'd come back, like, you know, twice a year, three times a year and see her. And when somebody close to you passes away, your my concept of time changed. I used to think that I had a lot of time to waste. I was like, you're 18, you've got a lot of time. 25, you have a lot of time. You know, you can waste time doing this, you can waste time doing that. And it'll, it'll be okay, you know. But I think when she passed away, I just realised... At that point, how fleeting life was. Mm. And I couldn't... I looked back at the job that I had at that point and I felt like I couldn't do it anymore. Like, I, I kind of said, like, you know, if you're going to be here for X amount of years, what do you want to do with that time? Like, it became, like, a more intentional way of looking at my life. Right. Whereas before, I was very like, oh, we'll just go just with this on. and see mm. what happens. I mean, that was also coupled with age I was young right so I came out of school and the only thing I knew about myself was that I love people 
So when you go into business and you love people, you do business development, like <laughs> you know. And and I don't I don't regret any of those decisions. I was actually really glad I got that experience. But I think when I came out and my mom passed away, I looked at my previous experience and I just kind of went, do I really want to be selling stuff for corporates for the rest of my life? I mean, this product's good, but it doesn't mean anything to me personally. Mm. Like, is there something more that I could do with my love of people? So then I started asking more questions, right? And like, uh, there were a few times in my life, I think we started talking about the idea of a calling. And I don't know if I necessarily believe in the idea of a calling, Mm. but... I think that we're all born with certain innate skill sets. And these are things that you can see from a very young age. Right? So the stuff that, that you do without anybody telling you that this is the way you're supposed to do it. Um, I look at my niece. I have, I have two nieces. Um, and their personalities were very evident from very early on. Um, and you just kind of... like You look at them and I, I understood that there is a that kids are born with a real wisdom about them, you know? And I think, like, as parents, like, you can either squash that or you can encourage that. But what were the things that I loved as a kid? What were things that I loved that I was, Like, what are the books that I would buy or reach for if nobody told me I had to read them, you know? So I, I did a lot of things. Like, I, I looked at my bookshelf. <laughs> and I was like, what are the stuff that you're interested in? And I just saw, like, rows and rows and rows of books on psychology and self-help and learning about relationships and learning how to better interact with people, learning about parenting. Like, it's an interesting, extensive collection of stuff. And then I asked myself, like, what were the things that you loved about your jobs before? What made you choose business development, you know? And I realized that it was it was my love for conversing with people. It was my love for hearing their stories. I also realized that in one of my jobs, I had to go out and account manage. So I had to talk to people about their business and everything. And, and fine, I did that, right? But I was less interested in that and more interested in the individual as a person. Mm. So our coffee chats would extend sometimes for way longer than it needed to because we would connect on the things we needed to connect on and then we would connect on another level. And that was the stuff I really loved. Not the work I was doing itself. Yeah, so... It's um, a little bit more genuine in that sense, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Because you're not trying to hustle someone. No, and I hate that. Actually, that's the thing about business development or accounts, obviously, that never really worked for mm. me. Like, I, you see me get excited about stuff. When I get excited about something, mm. I can sell it to anybody. Because you believe in because it. Because I really and, believe yeah, in yeah. it. And I really believe it will bring value to your life. Or well, sometimes I'm just excited. Mm. But in business, sometimes you have to do things that are right for the business right. that don't necessarily align, align with your with values. Your... And I found that really difficult. Mm. So like there were hit points where I would have to decide between like wanting to hit my target to keep my job or doing right by what I believed was right. And some some salespeople are like, oh, it's, it's all right. I have no morals when it comes mm. to this kind of thing. Like, you know, I'm motivated by money. This is why I'm doing this. And I, and I each to their own, like, you know, but I, I couldn't do that. So in many ways, that professional didn't work for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I, I guess with my mom and everything, I also noticed that my mom was quite lonely as a person. Um, she was very religious and also very protective of her family, you know. So if she ever went through anything, she wouldn't talk to many people about it because she felt like she had to protect the reputation of the person that she was mm-hmm. going to talk about. So as a result, she kept a lot of what she felt on the inside. Um, and I... Yeah, I mean, she did everything right on the outside, you know, like she ate really well, um, she exercised, but I feel like it was her inability to let some of that emotion out that really, really kept her sick. 
Yeah. And when she, when she was sick, like I met one of her doctors that um, he was like a holistic, uh, holistic oncologist. And we spent like a month and a half like in the hospital with her. And so he would just talk to us every day. And it was so interesting because I think that you, you hear things in parts, right? So you, you always hear, oh, this kind of food is good for you. Eat this sort of food or make sure you exercise. You hear these things as separate things, but really our body is a whole. Mm. And sometimes I, I feel at that point when I heard this, my understanding right of what it meant to lead a healthy lifestyle was like the people who had like six pack and were always eating avocado on Instagram. You know, like mm. I, I don't think I put properly put together all the things that make a good life until I saw it fall apart for my mom. Okay. Yeah. So then I realized like, no, it's not, I mean, it doesn't matter if you eat avocado and vegetarian, whatever it is every day. And if you go to the gym and lift weights and run and all that, but if you, are in a really unfulfilled relationship or you are you hate your job or you have nobody to talk to you have no community these things have the ability to also make you sick it's that holistic that yeah, whole thing yeah, that yeah. balance yes back, yes back it's, it's again. like I think we very often we don't take a holistic right. view towards we think like, our oh, life you want to be healthy then eat health. the healthy food yes. go to the gym Yes. But then what about mental health or yeah, what about yeah. spiritual health, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly, you know. And same thing if you if you are very happy but then you are like super unhealthy mm. physically, then yes. that, then that's imbalance as well. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, so I think it was partially that as well. Like I felt like my mom had nobody to talk to and I went through different stages of my life when I was living in Australia where I saw a psychologist, you know, to help me with what I was going through. And this there's something really, really healing about um at being in the presence of somebody who fully listens to you and then just, I guess on, on occasion can reflect to you what it is that you're doing things that you cannot see so like I, I've always been an advocate for if you have a problem don't hide it like mm. go and talk about it talk to somebody f- have a community around you or people that you trust mm. and sometimes like building that community is interesting as well because um, like I mean think about the way that we met right the first time that we met you gave me chocolate at YM. Mm. Like, we were outside. I, we were outside at YM, you gave me chocolate, right? And that could have easily just been a high-bye friendship. Yeah. But then the next time we saw each other, it did I ask you out for coffee? Do you ask me for coffee? I can't remember. I don't know. One of us asked each yeah. other out for coffee. Probably, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then it... It, 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 yeah, it, yeah, right? it blossomed. And it really, blossomed, yeah. yeah. You're one of my closest friends now. Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Like you were saying about how you... You, um, what, what you were saying about... Um, uh, just what you just said about uh, I can't remember holistic I, uh, something like that I, oh, like about how oh you yeah. were an advocate of um, sharing your problems yes, and, yes, and yes, sort yes. of like when you said that like it remind it made me think of how you as a person have always been this like big sister or this person that well you are a big sister like mm-hmm. but you've always been this sort of like uh, a confidant someone that people can go to you like for 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 to confide in to not so much to dump their baggage on, mm. but like I feel like you are someone who's grounded, who I can come to for sound advice, who can tell mm. me the truth to for me to make my own decisions. So, you know, I've always seen you as this this um I wouldn't say anchor of some sort, mm. but like a like a, a lighthouse, if you will, someone who can, oh, can like can come to you know <laughs> yeah, yeah so. And I can see how you are like that to your friends as well, and your friends I'm sure see you as 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 a sort of lighthouse, right? And like sometimes when you tell me about like oh okay you're meeting this friend who's going through this or your or or whatever, mm. and like mm, yeah, uh, 
makes sense that your friend would come to you for that advice. And I've come to you for advice as well many times and I'm happy mm. to share with you certain things that, like, I think in this whole world, only a few people know about m- mm. me and my my yeah. nonsense. Uh. Yeah. So, and you are one of them and I feel very comfortable sharing with you mm. about that because you don't judge, mm. you hear and you give really, you listen to people and you give your own opinions and you give sound advice and you let them make their own decisions. So that's a very powerful thing and that's a very... Like it's with uh, all your friends and me are very lucky to have you as that person to mm. be able to come to lah. You know, yeah, thank like you're you. able to, <laughs> yeah. I mean, my face is red because like we're able to to come to you for 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 help, right? And you are already halfway there, and now you want to make that a profession. So like that's a very exciting thing because like now we or I mm. see the potential in that where you can go out with your interpersonal skills and your knowledge now, seeing that you're gonna start. Your, your education in, in psychology mm. where you're going to be able to be so equipped to handle people, you know, in that sense. You're already so influential in your group of friends. Now you're going to be on this other level where like you're going to be a certified someone who can really so- save, like <laughs> change the world, <laughs> right? You're going to solve everyone's problems. Oh. You know? That's a powerful thing. Oh, I hope so. I think like it's quite scary going back to school after all these years. And like, psych is a really long journey mm. as well. Because you're going down that route where it's really like medical already. Yeah, you gotta it just is. go down. Because yeah. you want, you know what you want in a certain, mm. like now. And you have to go down this path of like, have to go through the loops to yeah. be able to get into like medical mm. kind of psychology. Mm-hmm. Not not just like, like fucking surveys at yeah. a marketing company kind of, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, it's a it's a big journey. Mm. It's a decision that you have to make, and you have to, in a way, stick through it. Yeah. But I feel like everything that we talked about, even now and the past experiences where we have conversations at 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 Monument, it's always been themed around mm. healing and about self care. Yeah. And this is your calling, life, If we want to call it that, mm-hmm. where now you're taking the steps to f- to 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 implement it, and you're in this two thousand twenty <laughs> a year of change. You're moving to a place where you can be alone with, mm. with Nick and and immerse yourself in that world, mm. you know? Mm. Exciting, exciting times. Uh. Yeah, it is. It's it's exciting and it's scary, but I think like... I with mean, all new adventures come fear. Like, yeah, 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 it does. But it's like the good kind of scary, yeah. you know? And I think like that's that's a good thing. It's a, it's a sprinkle of that, that yeah, adrenaline. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. cannot play play already. Yeah? Like it's a serious yeah, thing. Yeah. Like yeah. Just, you know, you're in a new place, new house. Yeah. You're sorted out. Yeah, but I feel like... like, like that, that was so nice that you said all those things because like there is a little bit of I guess definitely doubt that comes up when you make such a big drastic life decision like this right but in many ways I have waited a time to make this decision mm. like I've been it's a sound decision it's not like yeah. I think I want to go and study psychology no yeah. from day one I've always had felt this theme and you've sort mm. of in a way just drawn towards it naturally and now yeah. you're going to study like I'm not surprised I'm, oh of course you're yeah. going to study what makes sense ma? Yeah, it's yeah. not like you say hey I'm going to go <laughs> fucking learn like how to uh, plant trees or whatever <laughs> then that one don't make sense really what? Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah I, I really I love I get a lot of joy out of listening to people's stories and their narratives you know and I think mm-hmm. like that manifested when I was a kid in, in reading and also in my like making sure I see, like, every play and every musical to try to see what it's like to live in somebody else's oh, shoes. Like, see? I... Yeah, yeah, you're drawn to musicals because of that story, that narrative. Yeah, line, yeah, right? yeah. I just, I just love, I love seeing what it's like to live a life that mm. isn't mine. 
You know, right. like what made you choose that decision? What made you not pick that decision? What made you rebel against this decision? Like I, I find it so fascinating to be let in on the psyche of somebody else. And like, I think with psychology as well, like with counseling or with, you know, a lot of it, like a lot of the, the things that we go through in life, right? It's the pain that we feel, the joy that we feel is a result of the narrative that we've created mm. about the life that we, that we leave, we live, you know? And sometimes um, adjusting that, those feelings is also adjusting the story that you tell yourself, right? So it's it it, it is storytelling as yeah. well in its own way. Everything is storytelling. Your own yeah. narrative is your own experience, but you have no mm. concept of reality because your own concept yeah. of reality is through your experience. Yes, yes, so yes, if yes. you experience the world as a terrible place, that's your narrative. Yep. The world is a terrible place. Yeah. But what is the real world? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And that comes from the the story that you tell yourself. And fortunately enough, we are able to change that story mm. to make it a positive one or yes. stay keep it a negative one yeah, yeah. right yeah yeah so, so you, you can have the life that you want like you yeah. you really can have any life you want it's just like you have to kind of step out beyond that place of fear like, that's your future job you're going to be a storyteller oh. you're gonna help us <laughs> tell, tell our story so help us find our narrative oh i i i'm i'm excited about this journey i feel like you know one of the things that really kind of helped me make this decision as well was a lot well a lot of the chats that we had like you know i think i it's very psychology one of those things that it's really difficult to go and trial first. Mm. So like my advice to anybody going through a mid-career change would be like, find a small way in which you can trial this out. Mm. Right? That was so, your way. So for me, actually, like it was making sure that I was around people all the time. So when uh, I worked at the yoga studio, I, I actually didn't so much work at the yoga studio for working at the yoga studio, but I had it in the back of my mind that if I want to do this kind of work, I need to see what it's like to be around and amongst people who want to talk to you all the time. And being in a yoga studio gives you that opportunity. It does. People come and go all the time. 100%. New people, old yeah, people, yeah. and you're there to yeah. just observe. But the other thing as well is that like the yoga studio we were talking about, right? Like you have people there who treat it like it's a community center. So they go there and they hang out. And so you come off a class, you're feeling really good, you're feeling slightly emotional, and then they want to talk to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I made a lot of like friends just kind of sitting there, but it just allowed me to understand like what it was that I really enjoy about this thing that I think I want to do. Right? Because it's one thing to enjoy reading about it. You might not enjoy sitting there listening to people True. talk about their problems. You know, you might find it really, really draining. Um, so I, I did that. But the other thing that I did as well, right, which... Um, I actually feel is one of the most valuable pieces of advice I could give to anybody going through a change is that don't don't isolate yourself and don't be afraid to tell people that you don't know. So I think what's really hard is that when you go through a change like this, there's a lot of shame. You kind of go, oh, I didn't make the right decision in the first place. Like, what's wrong with me? Why do all my friends have jobs that they love and I don't? Why do I not know what they want to do and I'm this old, you know? And you have all those voices in your head already. And if you stay with them in your house by yourself it's not a very pretty situation. Mm. So what I did was I made sure that I was out. Like, so this with the studio, I put me in touch with people with the, like, there were other jobs that I did that on like a project basis that put me around people all the time. And I would be, I would share with them. I would literally say like, oh, I'm actually going through a career change at the moment. Mm. I used to do this. I really love this about my job before, but I didn't like this. And I feel like maybe I would like to do this, you know, and you just let people talk back to you. And, like, through that, I got a lot of, like, perspectives I didn't consider. I got put in touch with people that I never would have gotten to know right. before. But it really, like, you have sort to be... Sort of putting yourself in out there. La. And and not being afraid to say, I don't know what I want to do. Right. Because I think it's quite scary for people to say that, you know? Like, right. I think at, at out, I'm 32, right? Like, 
if I say that, people are like, what do you mean? You're 32, you don't know what you want to do, you know? Whereas like, but if you don't say that, then people cannot truly help you right. for what you're asking for help for because That's you're true. giving them this idea that you actually know what's going on when you don't. Yeah. And more brains are always better than one, right? I mean, you will get unsolicited advice sometimes. But it's up <laughs> to you to filter that out. It's up to you to filter that out. But still, yeah. the opportunities will come yes, if you just yes. say like, like, hey, uh, I'm looking for a job, you know? Yeah. You just tell 10 people yeah. I'm looking for a job one day, like, oh, hey, uh, you're yeah. still looking for a job? There's this opening here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, it's so true. Do you know that every job that I've gotten in hey, my three years in Singapore yeah. has been because... Referrals, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've been referred or I said to somebody, oh, I'm looking for a job. Maybe yeah. I am considering something in this. And they're like, oh, I know somebody. Yeah, so I haven't sent out a single CV. I have yeah. sent out CVs for the sake of it. Like, yes. you know, you still don't need to, but you I think my like- first <laughs> job after... Army yeah. was the one that sort of you know my first my first real like I stopped after I, I went through like the media stuff then mm. I I stopped doing that then yes. I, my first job at the hostel yeah. Yeah. that was a, a yes. career change yes. then I was sent to yes, yes, yes. Yeah, then after yeah. that like I met someone there then he, he opened up a shop and I went to the cigar place and mm. so on and so on yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. it's all it's all connection Connected, and community yeah. yeah I mean the other thing as well about this potential new profession of mine right is that I feel like there is way too much judgment in this, like, in the world that we live in, you mm. know? And, like, just the fact that somebody can sit down and listen to you in an, a non-judgmental way is already healing in itself, even if they don't give you any advice. I mean... Just I, being able to express. Yeah, just be able to say the things that you you really, really want to get out, you know? And you're afraid that 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 somebody might say, oh, no, you shouldn't feel that way. You mm. shouldn't... You feel what you feel, you know? I think... Better, better, better to have that room to say it's it. It's rare to not. have that safe space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, like a lot of the time when people kind of judge you on the decisions that you make, it's it's very often a reflection on them. It's not. It's right. not you. You might be saying something that disagrees with their way of life, and therefore they take it personally. Right. You know. But this, this is this is life. Like I think, um, I I feel like if we had more spaces where people could just kind of express these things finding your tribe la, finding yeah. a, a safe space where you can express and to be yourself and to find like-minded people yeah, yeah. who you can grow with yeah. so even if like say um you 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 have questions about your job or whatever yeah, yeah. and then you have the people that say like huh well uh, mm. you know being able to be with a healthy group can yes, help yeah. grow help yeah. you grow la, yeah, you, know? yeah. you want to open up the communication yeah. channels not close them and I think a lot of us are trained to cl- shut down conversations yeah. and not explore them I mean, because they a, don't agree with our belief systems and it's an insecure yeah. thing or so because yeah. like, let's say if you ask you tell someone and then mm. like the person say like uh, 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 how you're, you're very stupid to do this you know yeah. then you're like oh okay then I don't share with you anymore exactly. then, and then you would yeah. think like maybe everybody else has the same mm. opinion yeah, so yeah. once you find someone who shares a, a similar opinion who, yeah. who may not like who give you that space to, to just yes. be then yeah. you are able to feel more comfortable and then mm. from there you know the the it spirals lah. yeah yeah do you believe that a lot of the time people already know what it is that they want to do but they just find it difficult because of, of all the things that are happening around them they're telling them not to do it you know when, when you were saying about how like like certain things don't uh, uh agree with another person's narrative and then mm. they can get upset about yeah. it I'm sure there is that guy that wanted to quit his job and travel the world for like a year, but then he didn't. He chose not yeah. to and stuck with it yeah. because he needed to to earn money to feed his kids or whatever. So then if you come and tell him like, hey, I'm going to quit my job. Like, don't be, don't be silly. Yeah. Stay in your job and do this because like, it's it's the it's a safer choice. Don't yes. be foolish. Yes, yes, but then like deep down, that person wanted to go and travel. But then mm. because like, what do you mean? How come he can do it? I, I, I should have done it so like, you know what I mean? It doesn't fit his narrative, but that doesn't mean it's the right, right mm. or wrong narrative. Then that saying also, you could end up 
uh, quitting your job and traveling for mm. a year and come back completely broke and your yes. life is over. Yes. But then like, it's a different, if it's, it's, it, you will never know. You similarly, when you stay in that job or so, you may not know what that job will bring you. Same with traveling or what or whatever mm. that choice yeah. that you do. La. Yeah. You just have to have that trust and you can't be too reckless about it, I guess. Yeah. You can't be completely like, fuck it, I'm just going to yeah. do what I want and then you and you yeah. uh, you end up homeless or what. Yes. You know? yes, yeah. I mean, you don't know what you don't know. So it's very hard for you, for I think, for you to sit in a distance and say, if I do this, then this will happen. If I take this trip, then I will learn this. Like It's never this, li- this linear. You just Thanks, have to yeah. open yourself up to a different or new experience and let it teach you. Things will work out. If they needed to work out. Like. Yeah. 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 I was just thinking, you you were talking about surrounding yourself with like-minded people, right? And I've been I've been thinking about this for a little while because I I find that what I, I, I really, really kind of dislike like the Instagram algorithms of showing me more of stuff that I already look at. Because mm. I've always like been the kind of person who wants to be exposed to alternative points of views. I want to see how multiple different people in different countries live and all of that and the fact that my Instagram feed is now being curated the things that I interact with it's actually quite annoying but also like um, when I was in Australia I remember like there was a point where I was doing a lot of Latin dancing right and all my friends came from that circle and then when I was doing yoga all my friends came from yoga and then now one of the active things that I do in my life is I actively seek people from outside these groups mm, interesting yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, because I, I, I feel like there is like there is a point where if you're always with like like minded people right. your conversations will only you, then you end up being back in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's like yoga people of? only talk about yoga, yeah, you know, yeah. and like dancing oh. only talk about dance. So like I've really been very active in trying to do that. Wow. Yeah. Because at the base I still want the same kind of person. Yeah, I want someone yeah. who's kind, someone who's loving. Like those things okay. don't change, but they don't have oh. to be yogis, so you don't have to be dancers. So. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. that's, that's so interesting because like for me, I've been yeah. cutting out people who are non yogis who mm. like I feel like I yeah, I can't I can't talk to you because I can't explain to you how it yeah. feels or what. So then most of my friends are in are yogis. Yeah, yeah. Like I can't remember a non yogi friend, mm. you know. I like but I can see how that can be a toxic thing because then like mm. you end up Conforming to the oh you know you gotta be fucking vegetarian yeah, have dreadlocks yeah. no, 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 sure, like, whatever like, right right whatever yeah. stereotype that you end up fitting then you end up falling into that oh I'm identified yeah. by me yeah. my job mm. or my lifestyle mm. or whatever but if you have if you keep these doors open and you yeah, keep yeah. meeting different people from different yes. walks of life it humbles you yeah. it makes you like oh, okay like uh yes I have my yes. my cat my yoga friends yes. and I have my banker friends because yes. then. Mm. the banker friends or the, the, the engineers pull you back into the real world mm. in, in a certain way because like like yogis are a bit more fluffy you know yeah, in the class yeah. I want to mm. dream big and all that yeah, kind of thing yeah. but that makes sense mm. to find that balance which yeah. is again I guess your theme huh? yeah mm. yeah mm. It's, I just think it's a good thing like you yeah, know I think yeah, this is sense. how we breed oh. more openness that makes more that makes a lot of sense yeah. I agree with that yeah Mm. Yeah, I remember this. I, I, the reason why I thought about this was because I remember once I went on an like an outing in Australia with my dance friends, and we were all dancers, and we were in the car talking about dancing, listening to dance music, and I was like, oh my good, oh my goodness, does it get any more like insular than this? You know, like and it's like it's like a um uh. uh you hang out with your yoga yeah. friends to go do yoga mm. and then you go to the vegan restaurant and yes. then you you go overseas you go yes. to Bali to go yeah, to yoga yeah. band like, it, yeah. like it's just this con- constant yeah, yeah, yeah. like you're in this club yeah, yeah, yeah. constantly in this club yeah I mean I, I do 
we know people who are like yeah. that who love that life. But if you want to experience like, yeah, yeah. Uh, what is it like to go ice skating? Mm. What is it like to, to, to I don't know, step, yeah. quote unquote, step out of their comfort zone to yeah. try something new because you don't know. You don't know what you will like. Maybe you're, you like heavy metal, mm. you know, maybe uh, you, you, you don't enjoy, know what you don't know. Yeah, you yeah. Don't, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's so many things in this yeah. world yeah, for yeah. you to only try one thing and I say, like, ah, I like this and mm. I'm just going to stick with this yes. forever yes. is yeah. a foolish endeavor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, stay yeah. with it if you like yoga but then like give yourself the chance to like yeah. try different things because you can't yeah. always be, if you want to be good at yoga, you mm. have to be good at dancing. Yes. You have to be good at strength. Yeah. Go to the, go to the gym. Yeah, yeah. You got to play badminton maybe that gives you yeah. some uh, dexterity mm. you know what I mean mm. so to get better at the thing that you want to get better at you have to try everything else mm. yeah yeah I mean we should let people experiment mm. did you find that oh I find that that's something that is a little bit uh, not so easy to do in not our encouraged. world not encouraged because yeah. people don't want you to like yeah. go and try many go and try things. things just stick yeah. to it and let's let's go yeah. already yeah. but like how do you know if you don't try exactly you know? like, which is so, so strange yeah, I, I really, I feel so strongly about that. Like, as a young person, like, you know, take you take many different jobs. Anything yeah. that isn't a flat no for you should be a yes, yeah. you know? Anything that you're vaguely interested in. Because, like, in my last three years, I've taken quite, quite a few different types of jobs, right? I worked at a music media company. I worked in events. I worked at a yoga studio. I worked as a facilitator. Mm. And a lot of these jobs, like, they kind of came to me not because I had the prior experience, but because maybe I met somebody I connected with or the job itself was connected to something that I love that I didn't have necessarily have done before but I had passion for. And in that, I learned so much about things that I actually really enjoy doing mm. but I would never have found out had I said no. You know? And like, it's super difficult because I think people who go through like midlife transitions like, mm. like me, right? You add a certain salary. <laughs> you have a certain type of lifestyle mm. and for you to go and experiment, it means you give up you a few of that, those yeah. things along the way. And I had a lot of friends who are going through similar phases and I hear things from them like, oh, you know, I will not take this job unless they pay me the same amount of money. But the truth is you're going into a job that you don't have the experience to yeah. do. So, and it's okay to take a step down. Yeah, right? yeah. So it's no, it's no, yeah. it's not a matter of like ego or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's, it can be an ego-driven yeah. process and it's difficult. It's a very mm. difficult process. Because people to... aren't willing to sacrifice that, that no. the comforts. Uh... No, 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 no. And yeah. it's been really good. I mean, I think for me, like, I learned a lot of things about what I'm, I learned a lot more about what I don't enjoy doing, mm. what I do enjoy doing. Um, I learned about, I guess, certain things that I am good at that I never thought I'd be good at. And um, also I learned that I didn't need as much as I thought to mm. live, like, which was very freeing as a concept. I mean, you know, okay, the way that I did it was actually quite bad. Like I wish that it was more considered, but I couldn't because I was mentally and emotionally gone. But if you were going to do that, it'd be much better if you had a huge amount of money, not huge no, I mean, enough course, money, uh, yeah, to sort of like yeah, get yeah. by and not have yeah. to worry so much and yeah, yeah. So like, yourself. La. Mm, so like, I wasn't that prepared. So if anybody wants to do that, they should be more prepared. Like, it will right. be more fun. You can travel more, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, that goes without saying, like, yeah, like, yeah. like, say like now, I'm, I'm about mm. to go on my own journey. Yeah, yeah. So I don't intend to come back with zero dollars in mm. the bank, you know I mean? It's just a little, short mm. little, well, I wouldn't say short, but it's quite, it's a decent amount, a length of time for me to be away. Yeah, yeah. And then when I come back, it gives yeah. me a little bit more headspace. And I think I would like to make this a, a yearly or yeah. a habit thing. Yeah, like yeah. Ever for like a couple of months to yeah, come back. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Soak in a new perspective. Try something new. Yeah. It's the only way to, I think, you know, I think yoga, we always talk about expanding your consciousness mm. and all these other words that we like to use. And like, I, this is another way to do it. Right. 
Like you try different things. Mm. I mean, if it's, it's just your, experience, it's yeah. just experiencing different things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like I mean, me being here right now is because I tried yoga. Yeah, and I, I am not the. I, I laughed. I scoffed at it. Like when my ex girlfriend yeah. was like. Oh, yeah, it's kind of gay, yeah, you know. But yeah. here I am, fucking fully embracing it. Mm. And had I not gone for that one, like you know, yeah. had she not uh, uh, taught me, you know, yeah. for me to even like what it introduced this to me. Yes. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, 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 it's it's amazing. I mean, this yeah. is a good story to tell. You should tell the story one day. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I've told it before briefly, yeah. but like it's one of those things that like yeah, you yeah. just one day you just showed up. You couldn't thing. plan it. Like, yeah, yeah. And then like bam, like and you think about like how let's say certain artists or, or musicians or whoever they just sort of like I, I went to a concert one day like wow this drama yeah. so cool I then like 10 years later now you're in a band mm. all these influencers that you just sort of mm. like by putting yourself out yeah. there in the world and to let things happen yeah, yeah. and then like there's there's it, it's a vulnerable experience like mm. okay I'm here yeah. now what like all these things are coming yeah. you know people are gonna uh, or whatever bad things might happen if you travel mm. you go to a different country you might get robbed sure yeah. <laughs> like any other fucking experience yeah, uh, but yeah. but what can you learn from that bad yeah. experience or what can yes. you learn from that good experience yeah, yeah. oh no I got robbed yeah. maybe I need to be more careful maybe I should go take a self-defense class mm. and then you fucking 10 years later become a kung fu master yeah, you know what I mean yeah, yeah. or like whatever la. so yeah, like whatever yeah. happens to you by by putting yourself in that yes. by exposing yeah. yourself yeah it's just going to make you grow. You yeah, might get harder, but you're going to yeah. get stronger as well. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Vulnerability yeah. comes to strength. Right? Yeah. Or you find something that you will never want to ever do again. Yeah. But now you know. Yeah, <laughs> right? it, it's, a, it's a price to pay. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Rather yeah. than staying in that box. Yes, you're safe. You're in this house, yeah. but then you never learn anything. You yeah. never step out of your house. Yeah, and yeah. you're always just this scared, timid mm. person who's not willing to to. to cross the road to try yeah. the, the new cookie shop or whatever. It's yeah, a horrible yeah. analogy. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Uh, are you hungry, Aaron? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm hungry. Yeah. I, I think, like, if you don't know what you want to do, then the best thing is to just do anything. Like, I I think, like, a lot of us sit... Well, for me, for a point where I was I don't know what I want to do, and I just kind of sat there, and I thought that the question or the job would magically let land. You know, I don't think it works that way. I, yeah, think, like, I think you just have to try things. If yeah. you let... If you don't take action, circumstance... People will make that decision Circumstances for you. Circumstances will dictate it for you. Yeah. 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 So then you end up not doing something that you truly wanted to do in the first yeah. place. Yeah, you know, yeah. or I, I've been slacking for like 10 years and like one day like, hey, this job come, you want to go and fucking do it or not? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, lor. and then you end yeah, up yeah. doing something random that yeah, you don't yeah, want to yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it, it's the world's choosing for you. Yeah. Yeah, because you haven't, you haven't actively put anything. Right. And that, at the end, it ties back to uh, taking ownership. Mm. You have to take ownership of your life already. You, yeah, yeah. you can't keep waiting for things to happen or yeah. blaming people for yeah. your lack of opportunity. Yeah, yeah. You got to put yourself out there in the world. Yeah, yeah. You got to... Yeah. Just, just be there. Just mm. open the door and stand at the road and yes. like see what happens to you. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Not to say that you gotta go and knock on everybody's mm-hmm. door and like, hi, do you have this opportunity yeah. for me? Just be there and things will happen. One, it's up to you to like seize that opportunity. Yeah, yeah. You walk down the street. You, you, you know, it's whether you 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 open your eyes and see the the five dollars on the floor. You pick mm-hmm. it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you could be walking down the same path all the time and you never see yeah that that guy or that person or that shop or whatever. Yeah. I mean, do you feel like with Asian society, it's really, it's also a lesson of unlearning our cultural restrictions. And it's a, uh, yeah. I, I see this, right? Because, you know, I think if you, if you grew up in a place, like, so I look at a lot of my Australian friends, they, the moment they went to uni, they got kicked out of the house, their parents are not taking them back. You know, you're, 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 
you look after yourself, right? right? Whereas in in Asia, a lot of people in Singapore specifically, a lot of us live with our parents until the day that we get married. I mean, it's expensive to live out, but also because the notion of family is a little bit different. It's mm. a lot more enmeshed. Mm. So, like personally for me, like I really felt like. Um, it was very difficult for me to make a decision outside of my parents. It was something that I had to learn how to do to realize that I had a life outside of theirs. Right. You know, sometimes you hear people say things like, oh, I, I can't date that person. My father doesn't approve or oh, my dad doesn't like that. I'm working this job. Boils me. Eh. Right? Yeah. yeah. But I think a lot of us grew up in households like that where we don't feel like yes. our decisions are ours. You know? The- so, the the Asian mentality <laughs> yes, and the yeah. Singapore mentality. So because yeah. we can't we can't move out of mm. our house, we have to live in the parents' house. And parents' house, parents' rules. Uh, you don't bring that girl into my house. Yeah. You don't date that person. You don't take yeah. this job. You don't go on holiday. Blah blah. And then when you live, and again, it's 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 harder to fight with your parents because mm. like you can't say no. You yes, they birthed you and, yeah. and all that, but yeah, yeah. you have to find at at some point you it's have to stand up. Yeah, it's yeah, complicated yeah. for sure. But yeah. at some point, you got to stand up for what you believe yeah. in, la, and yeah, yeah. and it will pay off. Mm. It might burn bridges, and if if yeah. if you're careful about it, maybe you, you, they will yeah. understand. Or if you're yeah. lucky enough, they will understand. Yep. And at the end of the day, they are your parents as well, and they will love you, like in their own way. Mm-hmm. They may not agree with you, but they will still care for you and support you. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. But otherwise, until that time where you sort of like break free from the that yeah. that that, yeah. that strain, right? Yeah. Can you only grow, right? Yeah. You yeah. have to. To, 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 to lose yourself, you have to escape, mm. right? You take that risk to, to run away. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that, that's part of the ownership thing as well. Right. Like, people feeling like they own themselves. Yeah. And they're not indebted to everybody. I mean, there are, there are very kind ways to set boundaries. That's true. You know, there, it's, I think, like, for me, personally, it was so difficult to feel like saying no to my parents was, was also loving them. Like, right, I, right. I made it the same thing for a long time in my younger years that saying yes was a loving thing and saying no was not a loving thing and like to be a filial daughter you had to say yes more than you said no you know and like one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is that like you can be kind about the way that you set a boundary Yeah. and like if your relationship can only exist in a space where you constantly sacrifice your belief system and what you think and everything then it has no longevity you're only related by blood (laughs) it's unfortunate I, I know a lot of people who end up like oh I I have to do this because yes. my parents are, yeah. are like they, they 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 tell me to do, I mm-hmm. I have to listen, what or, or like it's it's so sad like I like I get it but then like that's so like oh well, as the parents so how could you do that to your kid like yeah it's most of the time it's their parents insecurities yeah. of like no I I want my son to yeah. to be here forever mm. with me so yeah. don't do this or whatever then like. It's oh, it's so sad, but yeah. then like you 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 don't let your kids be free and mm. to live their own lives, and you have to understand parents. Like I'm talking to you, parents, you yeah. know, like if you keep <laughs> if you give birth to kids or or anybody who wants to yeah. think of having kids, be, so that they can as an insurance policy, so that when you grow mm. old, they take care of you. Uh, that's a that's a terrible. <laughs> don't do that, you know, because once you have once you give birth to kids, your responsibility is to not so that. Oh, I take care of you. So next time when I'm old, you take care of me. uh. When you give her to kids, your job is to take care of them and to give them the best and to let them choose the best life that they can live. And then that's it already. Your job stops there already. Mm. You cannot expect anything more from them already, you know. Most of the time, it's unfortunate that people give birth to kids for that insurance policy and so that like, uh, 
just to take care, just something law, just to take care yeah, of kids yeah. or whatever, or to to to. This is just the next step. Mm, but it's a mm. uh, please be yeah. careful. When I you, mean, those you are expectations I mean? that you put yeah. on so- on someone who didn't choose to be brought into right. this world outside of you deciding to bring them in. You know, but I, I I get it. I get it. Like I, I mean, this is a whole other lesson in in, yeah. in being like. I feel like having children for that reason is like the number one egotistical thing yeah, to do, right? Like, like, <laughs> I want to create a mini version of me, yeah. Yeah, you know, to, to live on my legacy and to yeah, live forever through, yeah. through this person. And then mm. you try and like make this kid do everything that you never had the opportunity to do. Uh, you know, like, oh, I never want, uh, I was never, uh, I always want to be a basketball player. So now I can say you go play piano, go basketball or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, parenting is a whole other subject. I, I, I have so many thoughts on, um, uh, on on hopefully being a parent one day. I've had so much fear since my mom passed away about about being a parent without her. I mean, in, in Singapore, it's kind of hard. Like you're you're always going to be dual income earner, but also, like she kind of got sick before I was interested in asking these questions. And now that I'm interested in asking questions about parenthood, she's gone. You know. Mm. So as a result, I picked up like all these books on parenting and conscious parenting and. And it's, it's been such an eye-opening journey to just kind of, I mean, just back to what you were talking about, like, uh, I think a lot of the time we we project these expectations onto onto these children and they come into the world with a life of their own and a destiny of their own. And if you see, I suppose, your role as a parent as a bit of a spiritual journey, then I guess your goal is to help them have the life that they want, right? Like, um, and not to push them into the life that you want for them. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because I think we it's it's difficult because in Asian society, I'm not saying your parents are friends, right? But there's definitely like, you're here and I'm here and I tell you what to do and you listen to me. Um, and I, I, in my head, I hope to God I can be this kind of parent one day. I hope that I can level with my kid. Yeah. Because I, I feel like I would rather know what they're thinking than not. And they do it behind my back. You know, and I, I would like them to feel like they have a safe space to talk about whatever it is. And like, I grew up in a really religious family when I was told that I wasn't allowed to think certain things or I wasn't allowed to feel certain things or the way that you think about this is wrong. And I didn't have that room to explore. And I have done all the exploration now and it's been very freeing. And I don't feel like I want to put my kid in a similar position. Yeah, because they are entitled to their own worldview on certain things. And um, yeah. This is a complete side note. <laughs> I don't know why we go into this, but you can but, yeah. edit it out. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> well, as all my conversations with you, as all the like spending time with you has always been such a learning experience. I learn a lot from you all the time. I learn a lot from you. I enjoy our conversations as mm-hmm. always. I'll miss you when I'm you gonna leave. Miss you. Yeah. yeah. You have to come and visit me. I will. I'll have a comfy couch. (laughs) I'm happy to couch it. I'll actually couch it. Okay, I think we can end it. My my laptop gonna... Oh my god. How long long did it go for? It's got like... It's an hour and a half. I've got like 13% left, so I'm gonna stop it soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any final words? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, um... Uh, you got any website or something? <laughs> I don't have a website. <laughs> well, if people want to yeah. find you, they can find you on your Instagram, yeah. which is... Um, Elizabeth.hoon, H-O-O-N. It'll be in the thing, show notes below. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks for doing this with me. I know you were a bit nervous at the start, but I've, yeah. I'm quite happy. I am like feel like mm-hmm. people 
can learn a lot from this and I hope they do. Oh, I need to listen to this back. <laughs> okay. Hmm, oh. so nice, right? She's so sweet and she's so wise. I miss her. And she's doing well over in Australia. So um, I think a week ago, that a week ago, like we FaceTimed each other. I was back in Singapore. I had to cut my trip short and we just talked for a bit and she's doing well. All, she's studying um, psycho, psychology now, so like all her classes are online, so that's something she's a bit annoyed about, but you know, at least we're all safe and sound. Uh, fucking all our plans got cancelled because of the virus, so you know, at least we're not dead. Uh. Um, let's see, a couple of things I'd like to share, or just like a couple of updates just to, to talk about. So I'm not sure how long this this pandemic thing is gonna last, but I feel like it's gonna get worse. And if it does get worse, first off, like, you know, hope everybody stays safe. Hope everybody listens to whatever the stay home kind of thing and does not go out and cause any trouble, right? And and also, um, you know, uh, even I won't be able to go out and interview people. So maybe I'll just, I'm just thinking of either posting out more interludes or maybe even putting out like a virtual yoga class. So stay tuned for that. And if you, and if you, uh, second, uh, other thing, if you like what you hear and you want to support it, there's two ways you can go about doing it. So the first way, which is like the easiest way, is just to repost it, repost on like IG stories or post it on your Facebook or whatever. Oh, I feel like sneezing. <laughs> Um, whatever social media platform that you use and just tag me or tag the Mostly Yoga Instagram and I will repost it. Just something to, it's a great way to like, you know, gain some traction and to put the word out for for this thing. Mm. So, you know, good things must share. Hashtag don't say bocho or whatever. Secondly is to support my work by buying me a coffee on coffee. Uh this is a platform think of it like a tip jar so like if you feel like you want to donate to show your support you're welcome to click on the link in the show notes below or in my insta stories there's a little link at the there's a little link in the bio which you can do so 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 yeah i'll I'll see if I can come up with more content and create some kind of community or something in the future. But for now, yeah, just if you feel like giving, just just buy your copio. Then thanks in advance. Um, oh, actually, there's also um, I'm also looking for sponsors as always. So if you know anybody who knows of a product or a service or whatever it is that they feel like could use a shout out, let me know. And if it's something that I resonate with and resonates with the audience, the, the yogis or non-yogis or whoever that listens to this thing, uh, I'll be happy to collaborate with them. Mm, put us in touch. I'll just leave this out into the universe and see what happens. Okay, that's it. Stay safe, stay home, stay classy, stay gold, stay out of trouble, and fingers crossed that this whole nonsense blows over soon. Okay, bye bye.